Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Haas here in studio. Bobby's at the Silver Slipper Casino in Hancock County, Mississippi, and Saints head coach Dennis Allen joins us on the phone. And coach, by week, week 11, 10 games in, 5-5, five and five, tough loss yesterday in Minnesota, 27-19. I know we're going to break down a lot of the game, and but I know fans will be tuning in just to kind of as best you can, as much as you can, as little as you can, update us on Derek Carr, Mike Thomas, and, and Marshawn Lattimore. And again, we understand that there is a week off. Yeah, well, look, without getting into any real specifics and timelines or anything like that, I mean, uh, you know, Michael Thomas, uh, you know, had an injury to his to his knee, um, which we expect to miss some time. Uh, and Marshawn Lattimore had an injury to his ankle, which we expect him to, to miss some time, exactly how much time those two injuries are. Um, you know, we'll just have to kind of wait and see. But uh Actually, Derek seemed to come out of the game uh, a lot better off uh, from the right shoulder than, you know, what we what we may have, you know, potentially initially thought. Uh, but he is in the concussion protocol, so really his availability is really going to be based on his ability to to uh, you know get through all the steps of the concussion protocol. Now, uh, Coach Allen, uh, I don't think you've ever been a part of this. Um, and obviously, it's been puzzling to you, like uh, puzzling to a number of people, but you are the head coach. Uh, the first half defense the last five games, we've been outscored 92-54 to 54 in the first half. That's over 18 points a game in the first half. We've only given up 19 points. I don't know if there's no rhyme or reason. Uh, why in the hell we've coming out uh, coming out so slow? You might say, well, it's one or two games, but like five games, that's a big sample size. And hopefully that's not the case after the bye week against Atlanta, whether they that they get off to uh, a fast start in the first half. Uh, I don't know if I've ever witnessed that uh, that it could be like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, uh, so to speak, first half versus second half defensively. What we're doing? No, look, Bobby, you're exactly right, um, and it is it is frustrating uh, because <clears throat> you know I think that when we do when we do things right. I think we can be pretty good on defense, um, and yet we're not executing at a high enough level uh, in the first half of games. So, obviously, a lot of this this week coming up, you know, there'll be a lot of this week that's uh, spent kind of looking at our uh, looking at our team, um, offense, defense, in the kicking game. What are some things we're doing well? What are some things that we've got to improve on? 
What are we asking our guys to do? Who's doing it? You know, there's just a lot of things that we'll look at and evaluate over this uh, over this bye week. But, you know, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's frustrating that you can play as well as we have in the second half, and yet uh, we're a totally different team in the first half. And that's something that we've it's it's got to be better. Now, uh, Coach Allen, uh, like T.J. Hawkinson, I don't know. He's dealing with a rib injury. He didn't look hurt to me. I mean, maybe he was dealing with it, and he just sucked it up. Uh, but when you look at, like, a game plan and uh, uh, Alante Taylor, I think he got exploited. Uh, then I want you to comment on uh, maybe switching Marcus May uh, to, uh, and coverage and helping uh, to stop T.J. Hawkinson. And the reason why I say that from the get-go, I um, mean, I know you'll have to consider – he came into the game, the number one tight end in receptions with 60, and he was second in uh, 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 yards re- receiving. So uh, we made him look like uh, the best tight end ever, uh, like uh, regarding Kelsey, whoever it might be, uh, Gronk, or, or, you know, young Jimmy Graham, whatever it might be. I mean, it was amazing to me that we could not stop Hawkinson uh, 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 in the kind of game he had in that first half because – when you look at it, he had 11 catches for 134 yards and a touchdown, uh, including 10 catches for 128 yards in the first half. I mean, it was like, uh, y- y'all had to know that. Uh, come on, th- th- w- w- keep going to the well. Let's keep going to this cat. And then uh, what did you do? Uh, it was like night and day, second half versus the first half. Yeah, well, look, I mean, <clears throat> it wasn't like we, we – we changed a whole lot. I think we just did a better job uh, of executing our assignments uh, in the second half. Obviously, we didn't do a good job in the first half. Uh, there's some things when I look at it game plan wise that uh, you know you always go back and you and you and you evaluate what you did and what would you do differently. And there's certainly some things that I would have done differently uh, to try to take him away. Uh, certainly, he was he was their weapon. Uh, in the first half of, uh, of that game. I, I think uh, that was the one player that they were able to get the ball to that, that you know, exploited us. And so, um, you know, we evaluated that, you know, today as we watched the tape, and there's certainly a lot of things I would have done differently. Coach, when Jameis came in in the third quarter, how did it impact uh... – how you might use Taysom in different roles. I would assume it did. Just talk about how it impacted his role in the second half. Yeah, I think the I think the the thing that impacted Taysom's role uh, was being down so many points early in the game and and having to get back into a catch up mode. And then we had a little bit of success in being able to do that and uh, and and stuck with it throughout the, the remainder of the game. You know, I think. Uh, you know, maybe maybe there in the in the fourth quarter when it was a you know one score game, you know we might have get, been able to get gotten back to you know a little bit more of the run game and 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 utilizing Taysom, but but some of the other things had been you know fairly effective in in allowing ourselves to get back into the game. So uh, I think Taysom's role was more affected by uh, being down so many points in the in the game. Well, uh, yeah, I agree with you, Coach Allen, on that. But once you got into one score, eight points, uh, you know, you obviously got to convert the two-point play. Uh, that uh, I don't know. I'm not a rocket scientist. Uh, that, that that guy plays quarterback for the Vikings now, Joshua Dobbs. But all I know is we're 17 and one. That's a big enough sample size 
when he rushes seven-plus yards. I understand we're so far behind at the beginning, but at the end, uh, to only have one rushing attempt in a game, I think that's unacceptable. That's the way the fans take it. They go, we're 17-1 when he rushes seven times or more. Now, you know, I know you're running the defense. This might be a question for Coach Carmichael. Uh, but uh, to only have one rushing attempt in the game, I understand at the beginning. But at the end, uh, no, he should have been more part of the rushing attack or trying to get back into the game to win. Yeah, Bobby, I, I think that's what we just got through saying. That um, You know, that's certainly – uh, something that as we get out, of, get out of the game and we evaluate, hey, what would we have done differently? Maybe we could have got back to that a little bit. So I think it's a fair point, um, you know, and, and certainly uh, we always look at what we did well or what we didn't do, and there's, a, there's always a lot of uh, things when you come out of the game wishing you'd have done something differently. This is the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Hoss, Bobby Bear, and Saints head coach Dennis Allen. Got to take a break. We'll be back after this on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Hoss, Bobby Hebert, and Saints head coach Dennis Allen. And coach, I, I understand that, that fans right now are upset, but the fact of the matter is, 10 games in, you're at the bye week, five and five. You sit atop the NFC South. Four of your next seven are at home. Everything that you want, which is first priority, which is win the division, is still in front of you. I get it. Nobody wants to hear that right now, but it's the truth. Yeah, look, we got seven games left. Um, certainly, it hadn't gone as well as 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 we would have hoped. Uh, but we have seven games left. Four of those at home. Four of those against division opponents. Uh, so we've just got to be able to come back after this bye and, and start playing a little bit more consistently in a, in a better brand of football. Now, uh, Coach Allen, uh, well, I don't know. This is frustrating. I guess it, it does depend also on uh, the officiating crew, but if it's an obvious penalty at times, you got to call it. Boy, that, that, that was kind of like night and day, considering we were outstanding at home having only one penalty, no defensive penalties, and then to have nine penalties to 74 yards, 
You know, this is old school research, like nine penalties or more. You probably heard me say this before. Nine penalties or more, 100 yards, like giving up a touchdown. And then you look how the game unfolded. Uh, how did you address the team? Because uh, I know you would agree with it. Nine penalties, that's too much. Uh, that's too many penalties uh, that we kind of shot ourselves in the foot at times. Yeah, well, look, I addressed the team after the game in terms of, you know, we've got to uh, be more accountable and, and, and do our jobs better. And, and, and really it's all of us. It's coaches, players, everybody. All of us have to uh, do a better job. We've got to eliminate uh, the penalties because when you really look at it, there's – you know, penalties that killed offensive drives. You know, we get the ball down there in the red zone. We have a, a holding penalty where we would have had first and 10 on the 11. We end up, you know, with a first and 20. We can't convert. You know, we have a a, a second and 11 sack uh, defensively in the red area. And and we have an illegal contact foul, which instead of being third and 18, uh, they've got the ball first and, first and 10. So, um you know, that was, a, that was obviously a big factor, particularly in the first half of the game. You know, uh, Coach Allen, um, if you'd have told me, look, we plus eight uh, going into the game in the turnover margin. Uh, we were 18 takeaways, which was tied for the league in the NFL. We had the most interceptions, uh, the most pass defended, all that. And that, uh, I, I mean, I'd have lost some money. If you'd have told me we'd have zero takeaways, I, I'd have been surprised. Now you got to give Minnesota credit. But, but I was so much surprised, uh, you know, we ended up being minus two in that turnover margin. But we didn't get any takeaways. And I thought uh, that was going to be a snowball effect, considering what we did against the Bears, that that would have uh, kept happening in our favor. Yeah, I, I, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, Bobby. That may be the first game where we haven't had a takeaway. Um, and, and we uh, – look, we had an opportunity on the first drive of the game uh, to – to intercept the ball, which I think would have, you know, obviously changed the momentum of the game and, and been a big play for us to be able to start, you know, in, in, you know, at least in good field position, you know, on our own end of the field and, and, and potentially even had that return uh, for even better yardage. And it, in turn, it, it turns out to a explosive gain for, for them. So uh, we had another takeaway that, uh, you know, happened when, you know, and, and was called back with a with a defensive offside. So, uh, yeah, that was disappointing that we didn't get any takeaways in the game. I think we had some opportunities and and uh, didn't take advantage of it. Coach, what will this week look like, coaching wise, player wise? I know you've got uh, some banged up players. I know they had training today. At least seeing the medical staff. What <laughs> what what does the open week look like for coaches and players? Yeah, much like it's looked looked like around here for uh, at least as long as I can remember. Same thing that we did last year. Uh, the players will be off. Uh, I want them to get away from football just a little bit. I want them to get their bodies right, get their minds right, get themselves back healthy and ready to go, uh, so that we can so that we can you know really take advantage of this time uh, after the bye. Obviously, this week. From a coaching standpoint, a lot of this week uh, is, is going to be, you know, looking at at ourselves, uh, doing a little bit of self scout in terms of where we where we are throughout the first ten games of the season. Again, like I said earlier, what are we doing well? What are we not doing well? What are we asking our players to do? How well are they doing it? Are we are we are we asking them to do the, to do the right things? Uh, I think there's just a lot of that that goes into 
this week. And then as we get towards the end of the week, we'll start looking at and planning for Atlanta. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, uh, one player, you know, uh, who you acquire in free agency, we all know about the draft and all. Uh, but, you know, you want a one-two punch, and obviously Taysom Hill was contributing, averaging over five yards a carry. Uh, uh, look at Kamara, three and a half. And I, I, I said this in the postgame, but I was optimistic about uh, that we did flip the script. We basically averaged four and a half yards a carry and gave up, you know, a little over three and a half yards. But the one player we got in free agency, Jamal Williams, I don't know. He's been kind of out of sight, out of mind. You know, we always had that Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara, one-two punch. But I'm looking at Jamal Williams. He had five touches, um, uh, 10 total yards. It's been kind of a, a no-show, and he was a touchdown maker with the Lions, but not so much uh, for us. He doesn't even have a touchdown. And I know there's only one football, but uh, how can we get Jamal Williams more involved and maybe his confidence where it might take uh, with him only averaging um, – you know, a sample size, he had 51 touches, but averaging only three yards a carry. Yeah, look, I think Jamal's a guy that we got to get going a little bit. You know, um, I thought Alvin ran the ball really well in the game. I, I did think that we ran the ball uh, well in this game, which was which was something that we emphasized wanting to be able to do is run the ball better, which, which I think we did. Um, again, when you get the score out of whack like it was, uh, you know, it's hard to really kind of stick to the run game. And I, and I know that we could have gotten back to it, you know, later in the game. But certainly Jamal's a guy that we've, we've got to be able to, uh, you know, get involved and, and, uh, and have him be effective for us in the run game. The Saints will be off this week. So will Atlanta for week 11. They're both off until week 12 when the Saints travel to Atlanta. This is the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Hoss, Bobby Hebert, and Saints head coach Dennis Allen. Got to take a quick break. We're back after this on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Later on, we will talk with Cody Burns, wide receivers coach. But right now, talking to Saints head coach Dennis Allen and coach uh, Alvin Kamara had seven targets, seven receptions for 33 yards. A couple of those were, at least two that I can think of, were screens where it felt like, man, that he could have turned him into some big yards. I don't know what you saw today uh, on the film, but a couple of screens that you know were the bell cow of this offense for years just did not were not executed very well. It seemed like Coach Allen, why in the hell we can't run a screen no more like we did with Pierre Thomas? I mean, that's what yeah, we got to know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, listen, I'm with you, Bobby. I mean, I like there. A couple of weeks ago, we had a couple of really good screens. This week, we, we, we had a couple of screens that I think should have been explosive plays, uh, and we just didn't get on the right people, you know, and, and we allowed a, a clouded corner to, to, to make the tackle on something that could have easily been a 30-yard gain. So, uh, you know, that, that really ultimately, you know, I look at that as that's, that's really inexcusable. we got to get on the right guys, get those things blocked up. When we get Alvin Kamara in space – you know, if we get a body on a body, I feel pretty certain that he's going to turn that into an explosive play. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, uh, that's one thing. Um, I think when you're really clicking, and now we had 18 sacks, that uh, when all said and done, you got to be at least high 40s and low 50s, and we've been that in the past. Uh, but, but what is your take? And you might say, well, Bobby's much more. you got to look at quarterback pressures, quarterback hurries, hits, however you describe it. But it seems like we've not been able to close the deal. Like DeMario Davis ended up having a sack. 
But right now, at this point, uh, we only have 18 sacks, and we're at the bottom of the league, uh, amongst the bottom teams in the league. Yeah, look, you know, I'm used to us having a ton of sacks. Um, we've had a lot of sacks around here. We've, uh, but but we, we haven't finished on the quarterback. You know, I think there's probably – obviously, we had the one sack that got called back with the penalty. Uh, but uh, – we haven't finished on the quarterback like like we have uh, in the past, and and you know there was probably you know five or six opportunities that we had an opportunity to get the the quarterback on the ground, and we just couldn't finish. So uh, that'll obviously be a point of emphasis on you know when we when we get the, you don't get a lot of opportunities to sack the quarterback, so when you do, you have to be able to finish, and uh, we're just not finishing on the quarterback like we need to. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, when you look at it, uh, how the schedule unfolds, and uh, you kind of elaborated on it, uh, we definitely in control of our own destiny, Consider the NFC South opponents. Uh, you know, after Atlanta, we played Detroit. Uh, but, uh, you know, you have to look at the quarterbacks you're facing and, and all that. Um, but when you look at right now, uh, that it is truly, uh, look, you got to give the schedule makers credit because uh, it's like playoff games before the playoffs and how meaningful they are. And that uh, we play Atlanta after the bye November 26th, but then we close out the season, the beginning of 2024, early January 6th or 7th uh, against Atlanta. So uh, the, the, how do you challenge the team and tell them, look, the task at hand, I know you take it one week at a time, uh, but, but it is, it is truly – in our hands, uh, that, that we control our destiny. It's not like we got to count on what other teams are doing. No, it's what we do going forward as far as whether, uh, you know, we win the NFC South and playing in the postseason. Yeah, look, we, we control, you know, our own destiny, which is which is a, a, a good feeling to have. And, and, and we've got to come out and, and play much better football after this bye and you know, we got seven games left, like I said earlier, four of them against division opponents. So, um, you know, it's right out, it's it's right there in front of us. we got to be able to take advantage of it. Coach, same thing kind of in that second quarter. I know we've talked about the defense where Minnesota scored 21 points, but you had two punts in the second quarter, and, and then you had the kind of final two plays at the end. But other than that, I think you ran six plays in the second quarter. So when we talk about Taysom Hill, we talk about you know offense doing anything. It doesn't matter if you don't got the football, and that was the case yesterday in the second quarter. Yeah, I think we had like 22 plays in the first half, which is not a lot uh, for a half of football. Typically, you'd like for that number to be you know 30 to 35 plays uh, in a half. So uh, it was hard to get into a, to a rhythm offensively. Um, and, and yeah, it, you know, when you only have the ball six plays in the second quarter and that, that, that's, that's due to us, you know, giving up, you know, a lot of long extended drive, uh, to Minnesota. So, um, we got to do a better job of being able to, to get off the field early, uh, you know, in the first half defensively. And then we've got to, we've got to be able to convert offensively and get some, sustain some drives. A long way to go, Coach. Seven games, like you say, uh, in that first ten, six of those first ten were on the road, four of the final seven at home, all of them against NFC opponents, and you said four divisions. So uh, we appreciate your time. Best of luck, and get it back going again week 12 in Atlanta. All right, guys. Thanks. 
Saints head coach Dennis Allen lets pause 10 seconds to let stations identify themselves here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. The Saints Coaches Show rolls on with Bobby Abair and myself. We'll be speaking with Saints wide receivers coach in his second year, Cody Burns. That's after a quick break here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Austin, Bobby Bear. Bobby's at the Silver Slipper in Hancock County, Mississippi. We're joined now by second-year wide receivers coach Cody Burns. And Coach Burns, welcome to the show. We appreciate your time. Yes, sir. No problem. Thank you for having me. Got to ask you just off the top because you play quarterback and wide receiver at Auburn. So you, of all people, understand completely when those wide receivers come back to the huddle going, dude, I'm open, dude, I'm open, dude, I'm wide open, I'm wide open. You, you've seen both sides of this. There's no question. I, don't, I really don't know a receiver that's, that's uh, never been wide open. You know what I mean? I think all, all the guys that play that position feel like on every single play they're open. And honestly, that's what you want is the guys that uh, that really want the ball, always begging for the ball, and that's my job just to manage those uh, personalities. Now, uh, Coach Burns, uh, let me tell you, I, I, I want uh, Chris Olave to be that alpha dog, uh, to be that wide receiver one. Uh, and I said, uh, well, uh, to me, to be wide receiver one, now you gotta you gotta think. Uh, I think uh, Coach Burns, you're old enough. You heard of Mark Super Duper, who set records uh, with Dan Marino. I played with him. I played with the great Anthony Carter, the reason why they have the number one jersey at University of Michigan. Eric Martin, bad moon rising. So uh, I think I know top-notch receivers. And to me, Chris Olave, uh, what he did in this game uh, to help that comeback, now I know it was short. To me, that was his greatest catch in the Saints uniform because it was a contested catch. Now, uh, I wanted him to do that more last year. I said, yeah, look at the numbers he put up. He's very good, but I want him to be great. And that's the kind of catch, uh, you know, it's outstanding. But you got to do that like four or five times a season at least. Uh, how did you evaluate that catch? Because uh, Jameis Winston gave him a chance, and I thought that was outstanding by Chris Olave. 100%. I think that's the key is um, um, just giving him a chance. Um, 
just just giving him an opportunity to really go up and make the play, which he did. Um, I think Chris, just like you alluded to, I think Chris is a special talent. And when given the opportunity, I think he's shown this year to really make those competitive plays. And it wasn't just this game. There's been several other games that he's made some one-handed uh, spectacular catches. And um, he's a guy that wants to be in those positions and make those plays. And he's proven that when he gets that opportunity, he, he is more than capable of making those plays. And uh, that's what we expect, just like you talked about. Um, we drafted him in the first round for a reason, and we think he can be in, you know, one of the great receivers that's come through the, uh, the Saints organization. And uh, he just got to continue to get better um, each and every week. Now, uh, Coach Burns, uh, tell the fans, because, uh, you know, you'll have your position uh, meeting room, and all of a sudden, A.T. Perry is getting an opportunity. Uh, talk about maybe the night before the game or before kickoff, then all of a sudden, Michael Thomas goes down. He had one catch, nine yards, and A.T. Perry has to get in there. I mean, he gets uh, two catches, 38 yards. He had that, uh, you know, that long gain of 23 yards. He scores the touchdown. So you have to be uh, proud of him. Uh, I would say taking advantage of an opportunity because it's all about opportunities, what you could do with that. And I, I put this in my notes. First catch of the season, A.T. Perry plus 23 yards. And on that drive, uh, we were enabled. Uh, we went with 10 plays, 46 yards, and Groovy kicked a 48-yard field goal to make it 3-3. Three to three. And, and the big play in that drive was Derek Carter, A.T. Perry. So h- how do you think uh, A.T. Perry handled the challenge? Uh, we all know uh, coming from Wake Forest. I mean, here's a guy that we've counted on uh, whenever you're a draft pick, six-round draft pick. But uh, j- just tell the fans a little about A.T. Perry and the expectations for him. Right. Um, you, you said it. You hit it right on the head. You know, when I talk to those guys in my room, especially the young players um, like an A.T. Perry, you know, we talk about you have to prepare like you're the starter. And I told him um, early on in OTAs and also rookie minicamp that you're not just here, you know, just to sit behind Mike Thomas. You need to be going at Mike Thomas every single day in practice, and that's how you got to approach it. You know, obviously you want to sit back and learn and look at how Mike moves and how he works, you know, on and off the field. But at the same time, you know, I talked to A.T. about, you know, preparing um, like you're the starter. And I think it really showed up in this game that, you know, once Mike went down really on play two, that we didn't miss a beat. And you put A.T. in and he was able to execute some plays and and obviously make some plays down the field in the passing game, which is why he's here. Um, I thought he did a phenomenal job of executing the run game as well. Um, And you see just, you know, his length, um, his athletic ability, also his catch radius. That was a crazy you know, catching the end zone that really won't get talked about, uh, you know, simply because of the loss. But that was a phenomenal, you know, throw by Jameis and a big-time catch by A.T. kind of making that happen. But, you know, I think it's just really a testament to, to A.T., just at how he prepares. Um, a lot of, you know, early morning work um, after practice, you know, really working with him and uh, really showed up in the, on game day uh, this past Sunday, which was good to see. Coach, I was kind of thinking, uh, think, thinking, thinking the same thing about Lynn Bowden, right? So here's a guy in the most unusual beginning to his career. He's a third-round pick for the Raiders, but they get rid of him right before the start of the season. A third-rounder ends up in Miami, ends up hurt, plays in New England. Uh, and so he literally has not had a catch until yesterday and since 2020. Uh, from from a third round pick, so I know he's been through a lot, and I know it means a lot to him to get back on the field. And I say that because we talked about him earlier, 
because he's now been on 104 offensive snaps. And when we talked about him earlier, it was about what a great job he's been doing blocking out there on the edge, either for other receivers or other running backs. Can, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, when you look at Lynn um, Bolden, it's just the the mindset and the mentality that he brings to that room. I can't say enough about him. Um really hadn't had that many opportunities to, to really make plays in the passing game. And like we talked about earlier, every receiver always thinks they're open. Um, but he's a guy that doesn't complain. He's a guy that just goes out there. He's a star in his role, and he does his job. And I just love the, the, the professional approach that he takes every single day. And I think, you know, when you see him in the run game, you really feel him out there on the field when he's, you know, hitting people in the face, finishing blocks, and really – when you look at our run game, when the explosive runs happen, obviously our O-line does a phenomenal job, and, you know, we got some great running backs as well. But, you know, when those big-time runs happen down the field, a lot of those are due to receivers blocking down the field. And I think he's one of the main keys, you know, why we have some of these explosive runs. Now, uh, Coach Burns, again, this is not an opinion. Uh, this is actually what has happened this season, and these are household names. Uh, when you look at Rashid Shaheed, and I know uh, not the game that he wanted to from a discipline standpoint uh, as far as penalties or even had like five catches, 24 yards, only a five-yard average considering uh, that he was averaging 19.3, uh, number one in the NFL. But I'm looking at all-purpose yards. Uh, Tyreek Hill was one, Rashid Shaheed two, A.J. Brown uh, three. You look, most receptions, uh, 40-plus yards. Tyreek has 14. He had 10. So you can go on and on. Like I said, I talked about uh, receiving average. Uh, and then you talk about him as a punt returner, averaging 15 and a half. I think he had a one punt return of like 11 yards. So what, well, what can you tell folks about, you know, your young receiver and opportunity and Rashid Shaheed considering where he came from and where he's at in the NFL right now and how he continues to build upon that? Look, we, when you really break down our receiver room, we have a lot of uh, young talent, young players. You know, you look at Rashid Shaheed, like we talked about, going into his second year. Chris Olave is a second-year player. And then, obviously, with the injury, with uh, Mike Thomas going down, A.T. Perry is a first-year player. Um, so there's still a lot of growth. You know, I feel like each and every rep he takes in practice, talking about Rashid right now and, and every single game rep that he takes, he's continuing to grow. Um, you know, coming from a Weber State where – you know, you're not necessarily in a Power 5 conference. And you would think a lot of guys that, you know, make that uh, transition into the league is a little bit of a shock to their system. But, you know, I think Rashid's a gamer. And he, he brings it every single day in practice as well as the game. And uh, it's, it's honestly um, a, a really good problem to have when you have multiple guys that can really make plays in the, in the offense. And you got to find ways to get them the ball. And I think that he's a player that, like you alluded to, when he does get his hands on the ball, Typically, it's an explosive player. Something really good happens. And that's just a testament to him, um, his, his, you know, abilities, and also just, you know, how he approaches the game each and every day, you know, in the meeting room and also in practice, which is really good to see from a young player like him. How much are we seeing a difference in defenses with, with Shahid? I, I mean, I would imagine some are saying, well, he ain't beating us deep. He can catch the 10-yard underneath, but we're not. Are they playing him differently, say, in the last three games? Yeah, I, I think when whenever you get speed out there on the field with, you know, Rashid and obviously 12 on the field, I think if you're a defense, you, you want to keep the top, 
you know, on the defense and, and be smart about not giving up the big play. So a lot of teams will, you know, start to play a little bit more two high safeties, cover two quarters, whatever it may be, to try to keep those guys in front of them. But that also is good for us because that opens up the run game. And like I said, we got several weapons. So if you want to play shell, you want to play quarters, you want to play on top of the defense, and let's go ahead and run the ball and see what we can get. And I think we got a good old line. I think uh, when it, really when you look at that pass game as well, we ran the ball well um, in the first half. And obviously, you know, the score kind of got away from us a little bit where we had to start throwing the ball a little bit more than we wanted to. But, um, you know, that, that's the great thing about this system um, and, and how Pete calls the game. We're going to take what the defense gives us. And if y'all want to drop back because we got speed on the field, then we'll line up and run the ball and uh, see if you can stop us. Now, uh, you know, Coach Burns, uh, you talk about practice and, and obviously, uh, you know, uh, you got offense, defense, and you got scout team representing to give the, uh, your team a good look. What can you tell the fans of development and also your involvement? Uh, because when you're out in the field, you're constantly coaching like Shaq Davis. I mean, I'm looking at Shaq Davis, 6'5", 215, the rookie from South Carolina State. Uh, I know everyone, uh, he caught everyone's eye, uh, obviously, in training camp. But where is the progression of Shaq Davis right now on the practice squad? I think Shaq has done a phenomenal job, you know, really being locked in um, in the meeting room. Um, And then also, he's another guy like A.T. Perry that, you know, post-practice you try to, you know, get some uh, good extra work with um, just as a young player coming out of South Carolina State, um, just needs that extra work. Um, but I think that uh, just development-wise, you know, for him, I think the biggest thing, the biggest learning curve for him is just what you're really seeing defensively, you know, trying to dissect the defense and also just being, you know, in the playbook offensively because he's got the talent, he's got the skill set, he's long. He's another guy like AT6465 that uh, you can throw it to in traffic and you feel like he's going to come down with the ball. I think he's got um, a lot better with his route running. Um, and also, just like I said, he, he's done a good job of being able to play multiple positions. And, and we've on, honestly put a lot on his plate. And I've seen a lot of growth from Shaq from all the way from rookie minicamp um, through, you know, OTAs and training camp. And, you know, um, it's just a matter of time before, you know, hopefully he gets out there on the field. Thanks, wide receiver coach Cody Burns. Cody, we appreciate your time. I know it'll be some time. Some, some away from football this week, but then we all know what Week 12 is, and we all know what Atlanta means, and we all know what that game means this year. So best of luck this week and best of luck in Week 12. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right, Bobby. Appreciate it, my friend, as always. Enjoyed it. Bobby Bear will say goodnight. Mike Dettelier will come back on the other side. We'll talk a little NFC South, the crowded NFC South, as well as Monday Night Football. Sean Payton against Buffalo, where they've not done something since 2007. Back after this on the Saints Coaches Show here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Hoss now joined back to the Silver Slipper Casino in Hancock County, Mississippi by Mike Dettelier as we get you ready for Denver and Buffalo and also talk about the NFC South. The Saints still remain atop the NFC South at 5-5. Five and five. Tampa Bay's 4-5. and five. Atlanta's 4-6. and six. They have not had their bye. Uh, Atlanta takes it the same week that the Saints do. Tampa won yesterday. Atlanta lost uh, in Arizona. And Carolina is 1-8. and eight. And, Mike, where I'm kind of going with this is that we will look back. If you look at the last five games – the Saints are two and three, and certainly could have been better. In the last five games, 
Tampa is one and four. Atlanta is one and four, and Carolina is one and four. And it's going to be this chunk where they could have separated themselves in this division and just didn't. It's almost like looking in a mirror image of one another. We talked about that on Second Guess, that all the teams sort of look the same. Now, the one thing with the Panthers, they're completely out of this uh, at this stage no, of the game. But, you know, when you look at Tampa and Atlanta and the Saints, all with some opportunities to put a little cushion and couldn't do it. Okay, if you're Atlanta and you looked at this schedule uh, before the season, you see the Cardinals, okay, and you didn't know you would catch Kyler Murray, but still, you figure, man, we can roll in. We can beat the Cardinals. No, you watch the Cardinals play. Uh, Mike, they're not the, the best team around, but, boy, do they play hard. Hey, they give you everything. You you taking a full punch uh, for 12 rounds when you get in the ring with Arizona. And they ended up with the victory yesterday, 25-23. Huge victory. Man, and Arthur Smith is catching it every which way but loose now because this was supposed to be the year they make that move. And it has not happened yet. And questioning of, well, when are we going to see more of Kyle Pitts? Uh, B. John Robinson, what, what's happened with him? Uh, since the opening weeks. Man, they're catching it full-fledged. Well, with Tampa, it's been a little bit of surprise the other way. Uh, I think most people thought they would struggle this year. But Baker's played pretty solid. They got a good receiving core. Mike, that team got some talent on defense. I don't think anybody would deny that. What Todd Bowles has on defense is really good. Can they have any sort of sustainable offense down the stretch, I think, is the big question mark with Tampa. And, you know, they were able to get it done. But they've been up and down, up and down. They played a Titans team. That good gracious. Uh, they, they really got after uh, Will Levis. I thought he looked good the Thursday night game. Man, did they fluster him yesterday. Uh, he, he was really in tall weeds trying to throw the football. But they really got after him in a big way. And... I know this is an old line by Bill Walsh, but I think it does apply today defensively that what wins more games in the fourth quarter than a great quarterback is a pass rush. And you look at which one of these teams can get a pass rush down the stretch is going to be key. And I think from everything we've been hearing, it looks as though the Saints might have a veteran uh, that might help out in that uh, pass rush game. And uh, JPP. Uh, so we'll see what, what happens there, if it's going to be official or not pretty soon. But uh, I do think the one advantage the Bucks maybe have over the rest is that they've been able to get a pretty solid pass rush across the board. And I think as you look forward, here's the difference in the, in the Saints 7-10 and 10 and Tampa Bay's 8-9 and who won the division. This week, Saints are off, just like Atlanta. Now, Tampa's already had their open week. They are at San Francisco. And so San Francisco's 6-3. and three. They destroyed Jacksonville yesterday, 34-3. And so you're thinking, all right, well, big deal. You know, San Fran's got things well in hand. Uh-uh. They're, they're tied for the top spot, 6-3, and three, with Seattle only have a better divisional record. So they got no room to lose either. So, I mean, it's kind of – this is what you want. You want Tampa to have to go to San Francisco and play a, a Niner team that needs to win. 
they're going to be in a fist fight. That's all I'm telling you. Man, what I saw yesterday, the score was no indication of how dominant San Francisco was yesterday. I mean, you talk about a beatdown. They got a beaten and they were down. I mean, San Francisco laid the boots uh, all game long, and they came out with a mission. You lose three straight games, and things weren't going real smooth uh, for the 49ers. But, boy, did they get the, the car back on the right track, so to speak. And I thought Brock Purdy played solid. He get Debo Samuel healthy down the stretch, which they didn't have during that segment when they were losing games. And Brandon Ayuk's a good player. And Kittle is who he is, and so is McCaffrey. But Debo Samuel, Mike, I think he's sort of the straw that turns the drink. Right. Because of what he can do as a runner and a receiver, and they got to play them this week, they're still in a bad mood. I mean, <laughs> they're still remembering the three wins, not the win yesterday. And if you watch that 34-3 beat down of Jacksonville, Mike, it could have been a lot worse. I got to that, ask that, you. Yeah. No, some. I'm with you. But I got to ask you because we're running out of time. Denver's not won in Buffalo since 07. And here's another couple of teams. Denver's 3-5. and five, Buffalo's 5-4. Five and four. I mean, the Saints are 5-5. Five and five. There's a lot of teams in this pack. Yeah, no question about it. And, and Buffalo hasn't really played well at all. Mike, they, they've been up and down all over the board. And it's one breakdown after another. Either the offense can't score, the defense can't stop anybody. And, you know, and Sean and all, they go in there, they, got, they had a little bit of momentum. Okay, you beat Kansas City, and they hadn't done that in a long time. Can they sustain this, I think is the big question mark. But you are playing in Buffalo, and that is a difficult place to win in. It is. Mike, we appreciate your time, as always. Thank you, Hoss. From the Silver Slipper Casino in Hancock County, Mississippi. Thanks to everybody for listening tonight. Thanks to Charlie Long in the booth. Thanks to Cody Burns and head coach Dennis Allen. It will not be an easy week, but it will be an open week. And then it's Atlanta. At Atlanta, Week 12 in a huge football game. Thanks for listening. This has been the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Good night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.